Hey, Bible, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Saturday, December 2nd. Happy National Mutt Day, which is another one that could be called Bible Y'all Paul Day. Being as I'm half a Choctaw Indian, half a Spaniard, half a Brit, and I think half a Dutch maybe, and half a something else, but I ain't sure what. But, surprisingly, this ain't about me. It's about mixed breed dogs, which really are the coolest dogs. Don't get me wrong, all dogs are pretty cool, and all breeds have their selling points. But the more specialized the breed gets, the more susceptible it is to health problems, like hip dysplasia, and they don't live as long either. Mutts, however, last forever. When I first met the squaw, she had this little bingy looking mutt named Rusty. That crotchety old man made it to 18, which is pretty good. Like Bill Ingvall says, to do better than that, you gotta get a turtle or a tree. FYI, my middle name is Rusty, and my family and about half my friends still call me that. The very first time we ever took the dog with us to visit my mom, she was in the kitchen and me and the dog were in the TV room. Well, she hollered my name at me and Rusty Dog looked up and cocked his head sideways like, why is she calling me? I don't even know her. But he got up and walked on in there to see what she wanted. He didn't know we had the same name. He called me Paul. One time, just for fun, me and him entered an ugly dog contest and I won. He took third. The new thing now is to engineer these designer dogs, like the Labradoodle, which is a cross between a Labrador Retriever and a Poodle. I heard they've whipped up a cross between a Rottweiler and a Lion. I don't know what you call it, but you're never getting any mail again, that's for sure. That same mad scientist outfit has also crossed Rottweilers and Hyenas. And if it starts to laugh, you probably ought to join in. Our reading for today is Daniel 9-1 through 11-1, 1 John 2-18 through 3-6, Psalm 121, 1 through 8, and Proverbs 28, 27 and 28. So if y'all are ready, outside of a dog, a book is man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, yesterday on December 1st in the Old Testament, we read Daniel 8, 1 through 27. And it starts out, in the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, so two years later, another vision appeared unto me. Not a dream this time, but a full-on vision. And I saw in a vision that I was at Shushan in the palace, which is in the province of Elam, which is in Persia, which wouldn't take over for like 14 or 15 years. But Daniel got clued in. And Daniel saw a ram which had two horns, but one was bigger than the other, and the higher came up last which says to me, Medo-Persia, because Darius the weaker king rolled in first, but Persia eventually takes over. And while I was watching this ram run roughshod over everybody, here come a he-goat, which goats are inferior to rams in my opinion, from the west that was taken over the whole earth as it came. And it moved so fast it touched not the ground. And the goat had a notable horn between his eyes. And the horn is the king. And the goat runs in and whoops up on the ram that had two horns and break his two horns. Therefore the he-goat waxed very great. And when he was at the peak of his power, that horn between his eyes broke. And four other notable ones came up to take its place. And all I can think is, this is one really weird goat. <laughs> then another little horn came out of one of them and started taking over everything. And it waxed great, even to the host of heaven. And it cast down some of the host and of the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. And he's not talking about the literal angels in heaven, but the Jewish priesthood. 
He called them that because of their continual service in the temple, just like the angels do in heaven. What he's saying is this new king is going to hate and persecute the Jews. Remember, this is a vision. Most everything is signified, meaning rendered into signs. And he does hate the Jews because this new horn represents Antiochus Epiphanes, which was the guy who slaughtered a pig on the Jews' altar and stood in the temple claiming to be God, and who Jesus referred to when he said, watch out for the abomination of desolation. This was the first abomination of desolation, which makes him a type of the Antichrist, which is who this vision is really about anyway. So by verse 15, Daniel's totally lost, and he asks for help understanding. And he says, I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Ulei, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. So probably Jesus or the Holy Spirit, because number one, it came from the river, which is usually symbolic of spirit. And B, who else has the authority to order around the Archangel Gabriel? Nobody. That's who. Anyway, Gabe shows up, which terrified Daniel. And verse 18 indicates he fainted from fear. But Gabe wakes him up and spells this all out for him. He says, this is what's going to happen at the end times. The ram which thou sawest having two horns are the kings of Media and Persia. And the rough goat is the king of Grecia. And the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. Now about three or four hundred years before Daniel, when Greece was still called Macedonia, they were called the goat people. So this fits. And Gabe says the goat is the king and the horn is the first king. But I wonder if the meaning is the goat is the spirit behind the king and the horn is the human leader. Anyway, Alexander the Great dies and four other kings take over like we talked about already. And about the time they're on their way out, when the transgressors are come to the full, after the Lord gives them all the rope they need to hang themselves, in other words, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up, Antiochus Epiphanes, who was about as dark as you can get, and he'll be a bad and powerful dude. And he shall magnify himself in his heart. And he shall also stand up against the prince of princes. And you can't get more magnified in your heart than to challenge God for his job. And it says, by peace, he shall destroy many. In other words, under pretense of peace and friendship. The destruction was always the goal, even though it's done ostensibly for peace and safety. Then Gabe tells him to shut thou up the vision. And in chapter 12, Gabe tells him something similar when he says to seal the book so that nobody will understand these writings until the time comes that they're fulfilled. God does not give prophecy so that we'll know the future. He gives it so we'll recognize his hand in current events when they happen. All the end times prophecy scholars have their theories about what's going on now, and they're all different. But I suspect that when God does start to move out into the open, it'll be hard to miss. But anyway, verse 27, Daniel was so freaked out he used up all his sick days. But he finally went back to work and told all his buddies, but nobody had a clue what he was talking about. Okay, I just want to go back to verses 17 and 8. All right, so Daniel doesn't understand the vision, so Gabriel shows up to explain it to him. And Daniel falls on his face in fear, and yet goes into a deep sleep while Gabriel was explaining the vision to him. Well, Gabriel just touches him, sets him up right, and doesn't seem to miss a beat explaining the vision. I just find that amusing. And in the New Testament, we read 1 John 2, 1 through 17. In verse 1, John cuts us a little break. He says, sin not. But if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And that's good news. And he is the propitiation for our sins. Also for the sins of the whole world. And propitiation is defined as appeasing a deity. So, heavy. And if you know him, you keep his commandments. If you don't, 
you're a liar. And this is not a new commandment. Y'all know this already. But he makes the point again, saying if you hate your brother, you can't walk in the light. Because hating your brother is darkness. And in God, there is no darkness. Verse 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Not the earth, but the world. He's referring to the beast system that runs everything from government to pop culture to banks to everything. If you want to be high ranking in the beast system, then don't expect anybody to believe you love the Lord. When John said earlier that God so loved the world he gave his son, he's referring to the people trapped in the beast system. And John goes on to say, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world, which makes it a little clearer. And in verse 17, he says the world is going to end one day, and your world will definitely end a lot sooner too. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And that's where we stopped. And I want to paraphrase a couple passages. In verse 5, But whoever keeps his word, in him the love of God has truly been perfected by this, keeping God's word in our heart, obeying his word from the heart, we know that we are in him and don't love the world, nor the things of the world, which are lust the flesh, eyes, and a boastful pride of life. These things will hitchhike and try to trip us up. We each receive from the Lord an anointing that abides with us to teach us about all things. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit of God to abide in us. We have no need for anyone to teach us. We are to focus on God, follow Him, and rely on the Holy Spirit of God within us and not man. Love our brothers and know that they too have no need for anyone to teach them either. As much as we might want to straighten out their thinking, believe and agree with the power of that anointing and grow in unity by the grace of God. And then in Psalms, we read Psalm 120, 1 through 7. And this is the first of 15 Psalms, Psalm 120 through 134, each of which is called a song of degrees. Kind of like Psalm 119 that we just read that was meant to be sung while ascending the temple steps, but the experts ain't sure about the occasion for these 15. And once again, I'm amazed at how much the experts don't know. (laughs) But this Psalm, he's asking for help from those who persecute him. He says, deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. Give them sharp arrows and coals of juniper. He says, I'm a man of peace, and I'm tired of living among people who hate peace and love war. And I'd just like to point out that the U.S. has been at war in the Middle East to one degree or another since Bush 1 invaded Kuwait in 1990. September 11th, 1990, actually. Maybe it was justified, maybe it wasn't. I'm just saying there's no excuse for keeping at it for 30 years with very little to show for it. And we know who hates peace. Those that come to steal, kill, and destroy. They thrive in chaos to exploit fear and take what they want. So stop the steal. It all starts with stealing, but it doesn't end there. And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs 28, 25, and 26. And that says, He that is of a proud heart stirreth up strife, but he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. He that trusteth his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. And both of these kind of say the same thing. Trust in the Lord and you'll be better off than the proud fool who causes trouble. (laughs) Your life may not be what you expected, but it'll be better than if you didn't. And there's no rest for the wicked. They will fight to get where they don't belong. Hell wasn't made for them, but they can go there. God helps the humble 
that trust him, and he opposes the proud. But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Welcome back, babe. Oh, thank you. Our reading in the Old Testament for December 2nd is Daniel 9.1 through 11.1. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish seventy years in the desolations of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God, to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God, and made my confession, and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him, and to them that keep his commandments, we have sinned, and have committed iniquity, and have done wickedly, and have rebelled, even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces, as at this day, to the men of Judah, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and unto all Israel that are near, and that are far off, through all the countries whither thou hast driven them, because of their trespass that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, and our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants the prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. And he hath confirmed his words, which he spake against us, and against our judges that judged us, by bringing upon us a great evil. For under the whole heaven hath not been done as hath been done upon Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil is come upon us. Yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquities, and understand thy truth. Therefore hath the Lord watched upon the evil, and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works which he doeth, for we obeyed not his voice. And now, O Lord our God, thou hast brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and hast gotten thee renown, as at this day. We have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O my God, incline thine ear and hear. Open thine eyes and behold our desolations, and the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousnesses, but for thy great mercies. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake, O my God. For thy city and thy people are called by thy name. And whiles I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yea, whiles I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me, and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. 
At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to shew thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people, and upon thy holy city, to finish the transgression, and to make an end of sins, and to make a reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand, that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the Prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Chapter 10 In the third year of Cyrus king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long. And he understood the thing, and had understanding of the vision. In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And in the four and twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hittikel, then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of Uphaz. His body also was like the barrel and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet like in color to polished brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone, and saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. And behold, an hand touched me, which set me upon my knees, and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel. For from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand, and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remain there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days." And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground, and I became dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake, and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remaineth no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Then there came again, and touched me one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me, and said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened, and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. 
Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee? And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. But I will shew thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things, but Michael your prince. Chapter 11 Also I, in the first year of Darius the Mede, even I stood to confirm and to strengthen him. Our reading in the New Testament for December 2nd is 1 John 2.18-3.6 Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son, and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If ye know that he is righteous, ye know that every one that doeth righteousness is born of him. Chapter 3 Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Our reading in Psalms for December 2nd is Psalm 121, 1-8. A Song of Degrees I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in, from this time forth and even forevermore. And our reading in Proverbs for December 2nd is Proverbs 28. 27 and 28. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack, but he that hideth his eyes shall have many a curse. When the wicked rise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. And that's about it for December 2nd. Okay, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. Today's prayer is on Daniel 3, 17 and 18, which says, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, 
and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So hit the 30 second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on where are we going to draw the line? Because prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, ever since Satan told Eve ye can be his gods, some have usurped your godly authority, interfering with worship that rightly belongs to you, if not demanding it for themselves. Your word tells us as long as we are able to obey you, Lord, we are to follow the laws of the land. But when the beast system crosses the line, such as closing of churches in America or executing Christians in Africa, we must obey you. We humbly ask for the guidance and courage to do your will, regardless of the beast system's dictates. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's all the Bible yawling I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody listening and let this podcast be helpful to them somehow. Amen. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like Bible Y'all and you want to support it, the best thing you can do is to pray for me and Bible Y'all Squaw and all our friends and family. Because when the devil can't get to us, he goes after them. And if you got anything you want us to pray for you about, just email me at BibleYallPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you can't make things any better, just try not to make them any worse. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. I've heard they've whipped up a cross between a Rottweiler. I've heard they've whipped up a... Okay. I've heard they whipped up a cross between a rock. Okay, one more try. I've heard they whipped up a cross between a Rottweiler and a lion. (sighs) 